along the way and looking at the stars and him pointing it out and you shifting your vantage point and going a little closer and following his finger and him describing some of what he was looking at from his perspective, all of a sudden things came into focus and it's like, oh, I can see it now. And the same has been true for my journey is now I look back and there's things that I could see from this vantage point that I, yeah. I couldn't fully see at the time and things became clearer and clearer, but they they were always there. They yeah. didn't they didn't change. I changed my ability to be able to see them. Welcome to the Just Life Podcast. This is episode eight of a special series on purpose. We hope that our gritty, real, and uncensored insights we share with you here today will help you get your shit together as you explore and discover what it takes to living your best life on your terms. So purpose, what is it? How do you find yours? Yes, it's normal to be asking that question of yourself regularly. No, you're not hopeless. Believe it or not, you have everything you need. And this series will reveal what I mean and what you can expect if you join us for a day on purpose, which I'll share about more later on. So our guest today is Jen Lofgren. Hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> Jen, is this, uh, have you been on a podcast before? Ooh, once or twice. Okay, great. Yeah, it's so been a you're, while. you're a seasoned veteran then. Wouldn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Richard Booker. Richard, welcome Hi, again. David. Thank you. Again, again. I love the conversations we're having, by the way. Mm -hmm. The last one that we had with uh, Lisa and Jen. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was magical. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to let Richard, as always, take the lead and have a conversation with Jen about purpose. You got the mic. Thanks, David. Hi, Jen. Hey, Dave. Um, I don't want to I don't want to steal any thunder from the story I know you'll be talking about on the day. Um, and I, you may recall when we, we chatted about this, I, I had no idea of that, of that background of yours and, and uh, was profoundly moved when you shared it with me and even more excited that, that you're part of this day. But I, where I wanted to explore with you a little bit today, I thought um, in the work that you do, so you're working as an executive coach and so you're working with leaders um, and all of us, have perceptions of what what a leader is and how they're put together and the relative level of confidence that they have about their life and who they are and how they're showing up. And I wondered if, if you could um, talk a little bit about, in your work there, where, where you see purpose popping up in the coaching work that you're doing. You know, I think the first place my brain goes is everybody has a backstory. Mm -hmm. And tying back to our conversation and not knowing my backstory and I see purpose showing up for a lot of leaders that have let go of their backstory and are trying to focus so hard on living either for today or often for the future and losing the connection to their own backstory and how it's playing a driving force and how they're showing up today, but also what their purpose is mm -hmm. and feeling a little bit disconnected from the the what's the point and why am I doing what I'm doing and why am I working so hard or what am I striving towards other than a better future but mm -hmm. a lot of leaders are struggling with that question of so so what's the point yeah yeah and I guess as a leader often their their mandate from the board and 
the leadership team is and ownership perhaps is the bottom line of the monthly or weekly financials and numbers 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 and, and hitting the hitting those outcomes so yeah it can feel like they they kind of get lost in it and i'm looking at it as so i've i've been in leadership roles before i know you have been in our and you look at it from both ends of that conversation and you think, um, where does that all fit? So one of the things actually that we're, as you may know, we're, we're offering uh, teams that want to attend this event is we'll come in and talk. They'll listen to the stories of the day, think about their own purpose and then take that back to work and then think about, well, where does my purpose now tie into the purpose of the team I belong to mm-hmm. and the organization that I, that I now belong to? Do you do much work with with organizations in that kind of space and helping them figure out what's our why? Uh, yeah, I think uh, it shows up in two ways. First of all, looking at uh, individuals figuring out their why, but that's that's not enough when it comes to an organization becoming its absolute best. If uh, we look at a team or an organization and really understanding. Again, what's what's the purpose behind whether it's a product or a service or even what they want to do this year? Mm-hmm. Getting back to that that why piece, we hear it from Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. but it's really it's really true of not just the things we we're gonna do and setting those out as our goals, mm-hmm. but back to the comment I had earlier about what's the point? What will be better? What do we hope? What are what do we um, call success at the end of the year? And it's it's easy for a leader or for teams to get really caught up, especially in a public organization, the next quarter mm-hmm. and chasing the next quarter, but losing sight of not even this year, what are we trying to achieve, but over a longer period, even maybe three years, mm-hmm. what do we what do we hope to be different? And what's the impact that we want that different to be creating in the world? Because that's that purpose piece is, uh, I just think about uh, Dan Pink in his book about motivation and purpose being tied to my drive and yeah. my motivation to show up every day. Nobody shows up every day to just push a rock. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of, not just leaders, but teams pushing a rock and then teams end up really siloed and everybody just doing their own things. Is We're just pushing a rock. Yeah. But if we're all trying to create a new future together and we it's something we all deeply care about mm-hmm. we can figure that out then work becomes more meaningful but also we create something way better together with that intention than we ever could mm-hmm. by just doing tasks yeah yeah it's, it, it's so what came to mind as you were sharing that is is um you know put your heart in it or where is your heart in this you know it's interesting i was talking with um one of the folks that's involved with this event and, and taking care of a, one of the financial pieces of the day. And in the midst of it, she said, well, what, what's this all about? And I said, well, I'm hosting a day, an event. It's called a day on purpose. And she responded immediately. She, this is a, someone who has a full-time job and that many people would describe as a perfectly good job. She said, oh, can you help me find mine? Um, so it's interesting because, like you said, not pushing rock might be overstating it from her perspective, but I take your point, though, that it, if, it, it, if it feels like that's what you're doing and your heart's not in it, then uh, it's a lot of heavy lifting. It's a lot of, it's a lot of extra work, it, it seems. Does that resonate with you? It does, and sometimes you're genuinely pushing a rock, but sometimes you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing, but without the clarity... Mm-hmm. 
of the impact you're creating and that you're really fulfilling your purpose, it can take that right work for you and turn it into something that feels like a chore yeah. because you've lost connection to the why behind it. Mm -hmm. The danger for an individual yeah. or for a team in going down this journey of identifying their purpose is you might find that you're in the wrong fit. Yeah. Am I in the, the right place or the right role that's fulfilling for me? Uh, a roadblock for them to explore is, well, what if I find out that I'm not? Yeah. And if we can create the safety to, okay, we can deal with that later and just explore most of the leaders and teams that I work with that, that process through, they find the reason why they're exactly where they are and that they're in the very right place, yeah. but they see it through different eyes. And now they've got energy and joy and way different thinking and approach to the work that they do. Yeah. You know, when you said that, um, I felt uh, a tinge of uh, almost panic in the pit of my stomach when you said fear. And I thought, oh, yeah. So what if as a product of this process, I discover that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that I, I'm in the profoundly wrong role, career, job, whatever. And I have no idea what to backfill that with. Oh, my God. Now what do I do? Um, is that something you, you, you've encountered? Uh, I, I know that through a lot of leaders I've worked with, but also through my own personal story, mm -hmm. struggling with the, oh, darn, if not this, then what? Yeah. And that's part of the story I'm going to share at the day on purpose. Um, but I also think about a leader that I worked with that was a VP in an energy company. And we went through this po process of looking at purpose and their purpose was very much tied to music mm -hmm. and a first career that almost was and an intention to step away from it to have some other things in life that they wanted but they had abandoned and let go of that part of themselves along the way and it wasn't something that they wanted to make their career mm -hmm. and their occupation but realized it was a vocation they had let go of and their then what wasn't about changing careers at all it was about reclaiming that piece of themselves and using their career as the means to be able to fulfill that purpose in other parts of their life outside of their day-to-day -day work. And it shifted dramatically how they looked at their work. They looked at their work as something that they had to do when they had no choice around to something they chose to do because it provided the platform and the funds and the uh, foundation to be able to go and live their purpose in the other areas of their life and dramatically shifted it. My own story required me to make a career change along the way, and it wasn't easy. It took me a couple of years to figure out the answer to, if not this, then what? Right. And a journey of discovery to really figure that out and then unfolding, and then we've heard it, this metaphor before, the peeling the onion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a peeling the onion of who am I, but a peeling away all the other options and the noise in front of me to look at what were the ways that I could live out my purpose right. that would be most fulfilling for me. But you had, it sounds like you had that North Star, the term I use to, 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 to talk about purpose. So it sounded like you had that. Now it was to peel away stuff that wasn't going to be aligned or not true to that purpose and figure out what was. Did I get that right? Close. I think I've probably got more of the North Star now, but 
about 15 years ago or a little more when I was going through that, it wasn't really a North Star. It was like a constellation. Okay. It was a collection of stars and information that I was looking for. How did they all join together? Mm-hmm. And I, it was an unfolding of more and more clarity over time. But there was okay. enough there to make some decisions around. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't super clear at the time. I just knew what it wasn't and I knew the elements that needed to be included. Mm-hmm. But more of a constellation, not a North Star yet. Okay. You know, I'm reminded of a family friend years ago. He was working on his PhD and he would visit us in the summer and he'd lock himself in the room up in the top of the place that we'd rented to work on this thing all day. And then at night, sometimes he'd come out just to socialize. And I remember him pointing me to the, to the sky at night when the, you know, the sky, the whole area completely dark. And he's looking up and says, there's the belt of Orion. And I'm looking at this mess of lights in the sky and I don't know what the hell he's looking at, and he's pointing at something, and I still can't see it. Um, and I was sort of thinking of that as you were talking—that it, that, that yeah, you see a sky full of stars, but where's where's the where's the guidance? Where's the insight in in all of that? That's interesting. You pulled all that together. And I imagine um, along the way, and looking at the stars, and him pointing it out, and you shifting your vantage point, and going a little closer, and following his finger, and him describing some of what he was looking at from his perspective, all of a sudden things came into focus, and it's like, oh, I can see it now. And the same has been true for my journey, is now I look back, and there's things that I could see from this vantage point that I, yeah. I couldn't fully see at the time, and things became clearer and clearer, but they they were always there. They yeah. didn't They didn't change. I changed my ability to be able to see them. Okay. I, I, there's a, I imagine this is a wolf, and his name is Yabat. Uh, have, have you met my friend, the wolf Yabat? Uh, no, but uh, when I was a kid, like I was told... <laughs> I was told as a kid, Yabats are for wabbits. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> So does that, but is that something that you encountered? You started to to see how things were connected, and, and you started to see clarity in in the constellations. Um, what role did yeah, but fill in the blank? Did the, did, what, what role did that play in sorting all this out? I think all the yeah buts were the fear. Okay. The yeah, but I need this. Well, but do I really in challenging it? Yeah, but what about that? Yeah, but they, when I think about them, they were all fear-based, and when mm-hmm. I challenged any of the yeah buts, there was always a solution for dealing with that. There wasn't a solution for dealing with what I would call the core of the challenge I was dealing with, mm-hmm. which was the challenge that I wasn't living my purpose, either in my personal life or my professional life in any capacity. Right. That was the one that didn't have the easy solution on all the yeah buts when challenged easily had a solution to them. What really unlocked things for me is when I made a decision in what my next step would be, mm-hmm. even though I didn't have full clarity around it, and um, my first step was to quit my job. And people asked me where I was going next, and I had some really great members of my team that said, where are you going? I want to be a part of whatever you're doing next. And then I said, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm going to be changing careers, yeah. and this is what I'm going to be doing. And at first when I said I'm going to change careers and I'm going to go back to school, they said, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you do that? And then I told them what I would be doing. They said, wow, you're so, you'll be so good at that. 
And that was the validating piece. They saw what I struggled to see, that that was the validating piece. And that's what I mean about the clarity and things becoming clear. Mm -hmm. It's already there. It was just my ability to change my perspective. And when I shared it with someone else that knew me well, they reflected it back to me. And of course, that's that's exactly what you do. And we're so excited that you're going to do more of that. And there, there always seems to be people that play that role in our lives, where they, they, they show us a view to us, to ourselves, that we can't see, perhaps because we're trying to look at a mirror and our nose is pressed against it, uh, or we don't like the image that, com- that reflects back, and so they hold that up for us. And it, it sounds like they play such an important role, almost like the paddles on a, on a pinball game that keep you going in the right direction. Where do, those, like, where do you find those people? Some of those people rub you the wrong way. (laughs) As you mentioned that, I think back to early in my first career, being recognized and acknowledged and pushed in a particular direction in my career, and I resisted it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I meant to do, and that's the easy path, and that's the stereotype, and that's what people think I ought to do, so I'm going to do the exact opposite. And it led me down a different path. But when I look from this vantage point, they were trying to acknowledge in me what they saw. And they were people that got under my skin because for me, it was anything but that at that point. Mm -hmm. And then later on, uh, talking to people that were able to shine a light in a way that I could see it and could hear it and be the... um, the person to spark curiosity and ask questions and get me thinking about it more than telling me so I wouldn't push hard against it. Mm-hmm. And then continuing to encourage me to explore and discover and nudge me down a certain path or introduce me to the right people to put in front of me to help me see mm-hmm. what they could see. But uh, I think there's two kinds of people that we need to listen to and sometimes the most important ones are the ones that uh, get under skin and raise that voice of anything but that. Right. But then we also need those, those champions and those people that pull us along in our thinking to help us uncover and unfold things for ourselves or to be the cheerleader champion when things get scary and we're worried about taking that leap that they're just on the sidelines going, oh, finally, will you please just leap? And I'm on the going, but I can't and I'm scared and yeah. what if I'm wrong? And they're like, don't worry, we'll figure it out and we know you're not wrong, but just for God's sakes, just take the leap yeah. and we'll be here beside you and not abandon you. Yes. Yeah, yeah I've had, I've had, a, I, I sometimes see that, see that look in my wife's face as we're having conversations and as I slowly, painfully, slowly discover the me I'm supposed to be. And and it's like, she's known that for as long as we've been together. We've been together for over 30 years. And it's like, oh my God, finally. It's <laughs> like, I've been waiting for this for 20 years. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, I, I have this analogy in my mind where, I don't know if you've ever seen films of people climbing Everest and they come to this place called the Kumbu Icefall. There's crevasses all over the place and they put these rickety ladders going across these crevasses and the whole place is moving all the time so you know avalanches and and ground swells occur all the time and and so i'm going back to that moment when you said you quit your job and it feels like i have this image of you have this crevasse in front of you and your future's on the other side of that crevasse if you miss the jump because the ladder's not there you're going to be dead Mm -hmm. um and if you make it then the toughest is behind you but what was it like taking that leap to leave 
you know, what a father might say is a perfectly good job. What's, what are you thinking? What's, you know, the sort of parent tape that plays in your head sometimes? I think there was that it's a perfectly good job. Yeah. I had my choice of opportunities. I had a pathword into more senior leadership. <clears throat> I had um, a great reputation. Um, I stood out like a sore thumb in an industry full of men and was one of the very few women that was doing the kind of work mm -hmm. in that space that I was at the time. And uh, I had a different set of skills, not only technical skills, but uh, people in leadership skills that many of my peers around me didn't have. And it's like, well, what are you doing? You have all this opportunity. It's not just a perfectly good job, mm -hmm. but giving up all the possibility that could be on the other side. That played a role for me, but what was surprising was I came across something that was an identity piece I didn't expect to find that was getting in the way of me making that final leap. Mm -hmm. And it was that I had been fiercely independent for so long that to quit my good paying job and now be financially dependent on someone else. Ah. That was unexpected, the barrier that showed up mm -hmm. and took a fair bit, even after I made that decision to rationalize and work my way through, mm -hmm. that it didn't mean I was any less of who I was and that being independent wasn't core to my identity and who I was or what my purpose was. Um, but it was unexpected that that crept up. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. yeah. But it's true. I mean, you can see how making a financial contribution is, is seen as a centerpiece of what we do and, and how we do it. I, I don't know about you, Devin, but I'm just like nodding my head and, and like smiling stupidly and <laughs> like just in acknowledgement, truly Jen for, um, the perspective. This is the thing that I'm most excited about for a day on purpose is mm -hmm. perspective. Uh, and there was some, uh, like everybody, there's these great little nuggets that, um, I want to share with you that are listening that are really great takeaways as you continue on wherever you are in this journey of, uh, of, of true discovery that it's a long game. The thing that I, that I really resonated with was this this context of constellation versus North Star. Mm -hmm. Well, we have it that we can't see our North Star. It's okay. You're still looking for it, and it's mm -hmm. totally fine. And that was a huge takeaway from here. And the other one was inside of um, the expectations and the constructs and uh, and the uh, the rules that have been put in place around us where we've had no say in the matter. We've just come into society and in our cultures and this is how it goes. This is how you are successful. You, m you meet these measures and, uh, and that's what's determined as successful, but that's not actually the case. And unless it, it is tapping into this healthy anxiety that is deep within this uncertainty uh, it's likely not the objective that we want to be focused on because it's not what's really guiding us, what what would really guide us towards that North Star. And so that was the other takeaway is um, if you're not feeling like, think about being on the side of a mountain climbing mm -hmm. and going for that next ledge. If you're not, if you don't have a degree of like, oh, in your stomach, mm -hmm. well, then you're not likely to you're not likely confident enough to take that. And there is 
um, it is actually your perfect opportunity because that's now where you can focus and double down and, 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 and really make it work, make it happen. Yeah. Uh, because it is your life truly depends on it. Yeah. Not a lot, not a lot of growth comes from your comfort zone. No, not at all. Uh, there's never been anybody who climbed Mount Everest hanging out at the hills at the bottom. Right. It's just not how it goes. Yeah. But if you think you're going to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, that's the paradox. Yeah. I tell some of my clients, if you don't feel like you're going to throw up in your mouth a little bit, you're probably not stepping into discomfort. Oh, that's so, that's perfect. That, that's so well said. Yeah. Uncomfortably vivid, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> truly. So this is all in uh, building some awareness around an upcoming event in January called A Day On Purpose, the first ever Day On Purpose conference happening here in Calgary. It is bringing together a fantastic community of speakers and presenters, people like you and me at various stages of uncovering their own purpose. It will be a day of stories and discovery that will work to make a very high level and at times hard to understand topic, relatable and uncomplicated. You are brave enough to start the journey and we'd love for you to join us there.